Welcome to The Creative Cast. I'm your host, Andrew. Today's guest is Michelle Grace Hunter. She's a photographer from Melbourne, Australia. In this episode, we speak about her start of photography, how she adapted during 2020 with Twitch, her project, her sound, her story, Melbourne Music Week, and what's planned for 2021. Hope you enjoy. Episode 16 of the podcast. Michelle, how have you been? How's, I guess, the year started for you? The year started really well, thank you. Um, I'm going I'm going great. Uh, I think I'm feeling really positive about where we are just at the moment and, uh, you know, I've started shooting again, which is just like my happy place. So I really, I can't complain. I feel, I feel very, very positive at the moment. Yeah, I mean, after the year we've had, we've um, it's good to have that little bit of um, certainty come back in and be like, yep, cool, this is where I need to be, where I have to be. Did you do like shooting straight after like the lockdowns um, lifted back in Melbourne back in what, uh, what, October, November? Yeah, like end of October. I pretty much started shooting as soon as we were able to. And um, I was really grateful that just clients came back really quickly so yeah basically as soon as I was able to open the studio I did and just started getting back into press shot work again so um yeah I feel I feel really grateful for that fact and um yeah things picked up really quickly and uh, I did I did a trip to Sydney as well um to do a bunch of rural work so yeah it was just it was it's been it's been great so I can't like I said I can't complain I feel quite fortunate uh when I look around the world and where we are comparatively. So yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah. Well, that's that. Yeah. At least you've got that, um, you know, had that positive outset to all of a sudden go, yep, cool. I'm going to start shooting again. It's just the works there. Like at least it was all there for you. And it wasn't like, Oh crap, I got to pick a, a whole year of waiting and get the clients back up again. At least you have a lot of, I guess, trusted clients who came back to you and went, yep, cool. We still want to work with you because you know, we love your work. Um, was it, when did you kind of stop shooting in terms of um, 2020? I stopped shooting um, in March, I'm pretty sure. I guess, I mean, like 2020 is a bit of a blur, but I feel like I, I, sh- I closed my studio quite early, um, even before legally we were required to. Um, I was just not, I was not certain about the safety Um I was listening to a lot of podcasts. I was watching, consuming a lot of news from overseas and I was pretty across what was happening and, and I did want to take it really seriously. And I, you know, um, just for the safety of everybody involved, I think. So, and originally, you know, we thought it was going to be a, a shorter lockdown anyway. So it wasn't like overly concerned, um, I guess, from, you know, someone that lives in Melbourne perspective the second lockdown was a lot tougher and and dragged on a lot all maybe six week window in june where we were where i shot um and other yeah other than that it was like pretty much november when we started again so i think it was about seven months where i wasn't working which is highly unusual for me it was very weird yeah, I was going to say, you've been, you know, very actively doing photography for a number of years. And it's probably, I guess, the first time in a very long time that it's all of a sudden just been cool. Sorry, puppies. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's been 10 years now. So, um, and it took a long time to get the client base to up where it was really 
consistent and you know you're not scratching around for the next job and stuff like that so you know the last couple of years have been really great and I really felt from a business perspective I you know I just really kind of hit my straps and was feeling very confident and comfortable and um and not only that I'd started doing a lot of touring in 2019 and 2020 was um scheduled into to be doing uh about six months of touring in 2020 and then into 2021 um again but all of that pretty much got cancelled in one day essentially so (laughs) um the anxiety that I was feeling at the start was quite overwhelming and I didn't really know what to do with myself uh at the in the beginning so um yeah definitely a feeling that I've never felt before and it was very unsettling and I am a really positive person so for me, it was just working about working out what the hell I was going to do with all of this spare time because I'm not really a person that just sits around and, and does nothing. And I'm not I'm not the Netflix uh, binge watcher. And <laughs> I, I struggle with things. So, yeah, I definitely had to channel that into something. <laughs> yeah, and going off, like at least going off from that, yeah, you, you all of a sudden jumped into kind of Twitch, which was, you know, not so much a – it was more so a, I guess, a gamer – side of the internet that usually people would use it for and yeah you just kind of jumped into it what kind of made you decide to go to twitch did you try any other live streaming areas like that or was it just like oh no i'll just try twitch yeah so uh, my husband's a filmmaker and he was actually making a documentary on esports and he showed me twitch about a year earlier and was like hey like check out this platform like i think it's really interesting and I think maybe there's something you could do on this platform. And the first time he showed me, I went on. And, like, for people that are not familiar with Twitch, uh, it is, it's still the majority gaming platform, really. Um, they're really trying to change it at the moment. But it's it can be very overwhelming when you first when you see the front page and um I was very overwhelmed I had no idea what was going on and it was all gaming and I'm like I don't understand really where I would fit in here but I kind of I kind of left it in the back of my mind and my husband has a brilliant skill like he's the person that bought me my first camera he's definitely got an eye for knowing where I should be or my place I don't know it's it's very strange but um about yeah I guess when COVID hit I was you know I said to him hey like maybe I should revisit this twitch thing like I've got all this time maybe I'll just start live streaming like workshops or maybe editing and 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 I jumped onto Twitch and I, I couldn't really find anyone that was doing that um and I was like oh maybe this is an opportunity to kind of jump in a space where it's not completely overwhelmed with photographers and you know I don't know who's going to show up but I um I just started and you know I really sucked and it it took a little while to, to like get my feeding feet and and understand the platform it took me a good couple of months to really understand the platform and then once it clicked it's like it's been life-changing it is really the thing that saved me last year uh for a number of reasons but um the community over there is um just become like my family so it's it's completely changed my life it's completely changed 
the way that I even look at my work and my career, it's such a big part of my life now. And, and you know, if you had told me this a year ago, I would have said, you're crazy. Like, there's no way I'm going to be streaming, live streaming three days a week. Like, um, but yeah, uh, it's been just over 10 months now and, and I absolutely love it. I'm just out here flying the flag um, of the Twitch community. And the thing that I found was actually there are a lot of other photographers streaming. It took me a while to find them, but they've, they've been there a while actually. And they really welcomed me into the community and they um, allowed me to join the Twitch photography team. And I'm a big part of the, the team photography discord. And they've just been so overwhelmingly welcoming to me. And it's, it's just been a really lovely experience. Were they all um, like international photographers or were there some Australian ones on there as well? Yeah, um, yeah, all over the world. Uh, there's a couple of Australian photographers on there. I probably know three that I can think of off the top of my head that stream. Um, but the majority are all over the States um, and in Europe. So yeah it's not that massive here yet and i'm trying to change that it's it's a really interesting platform because when you get, when you understand it when it clicks and you see how beautiful the community is and how supportive they are of streamers and um it, it's really hard to explain until you immerse yourself in it and once it clicks it clicks and it really it's uh it's a it's a really special place and and like i said i wouldn't have been the person to say that this you know predominantly gaming platform was something that was going to change my life so um in such an overwhelming way but it really it really has and i've met the most incredible people on this platform that i literally consider family um there was a there's a collective of us that uh we call ourselves the collective but there's a a group of creatives that have found each other um, and we're planning, we're planning a trip to like meet each other when we're able to. And, um, <laughs> it's just like, it just, it just makes my life. It's just, it's amazing. Amazing. Um, most of them are music streamers actually. So producers and, um, uh, yeah, mostly music producers. Um, one of them's a rapper as well, but there's, yeah, there's a collective of us that have all just like really clicked, which has, has been awesome as well. Yeah. Cause I remember, um, like seeing, but like as, as like the start of the COVID kind of lockdown start and I saw you kind of jumping on, I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool that you're doing Twitch. That was interesting. And I couldn't, couldn't jump into any kind of streams for a while just because I was working every single time you were doing a stream. And once I had to work from home, I was like, all right, cool. I can finally just like sit down and work and then just have the stream on in the background. And I, I never felt so welcomed like straight away onto a stream before. Like I just kind of jumped on and it was just like, you'd said hi to, said hi to me. And then all of a sudden everyone was just like, Oh, welcome Andrew. You're first new person. I was just like, Whoa, what is this? Like, I've just never been yes, welcomed before. It was very that's what strange. I love about my community. Yeah. I love that about my community. And so that's something that I've really tried to foster as well is that, uh, because I'm like that as a person, so I want to foster that like that relationship when people come into my stream that they immediately feel welcomed. And you know, I have moderators on my stream, and I'm constantly communicating with them about the type of experience I want when people land and um, you know immediately feel part of the community because we, we're you know we're trying to grow 
and uh, nurture young photographers or, you know, whatever level photographers, um, but make it a place that's really positive because uh, so many photography spaces can be really competitive or toxic and weird and they yeah. don't share information. And I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, I am an open book. Like I will tell you every secret I've learned over the last 10 years, just ask me anything. And so I, I'm really trying to change um, the culture that we've been, uh, that's been ingrained in photography for so long. So I'm so glad that you said that because that's a really conscious effort, I guess, for it to feel like that. Yeah, it was a very just interesting feeling just because I've never experienced it before. I've gone on the streams before and watched, you know, guys that I watch on YouTube and it's like, oh, that's really cool. And you, know, you don't get the kind of the interaction straight away. But yeah, jumping on straight away, it was like just a very overwhelming thing. I was like, oh, wow, like everyone's so nice and welcoming. And then, you know, having chats with everyone in between the streams and everything, I was like, oh, this is just interesting to see. And um, yeah, like, and that's the same as me. Like I... I'm definitely more of an open book as well. Like when people ask me questions, it's like I do my best to answer as best I could, even though like I haven't been in the industry as long as you have, but you know, I have a little bit of knowledge that maybe some people might not know, um, but at least you're bringing that kind of knowledge to get, I guess, a, a more mass audience that will um, you know, appreciate everything you say of like, you know, you've been in there a while, you've got the information, you've got the know-how on how to do certain things in, I guess, your photography career. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, it's very interesting that you've just jumped onto this, you know, this other program and gone, yep, cool. Well, let's just see how we go. And it ended up working in your favor completely, perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, I had to channel, like the way that my anxiety presents is that it's a very productive version of anxiety. So I have to do things. Yeah. That's how I feel like that's how I get through it. Um, so it kind of worked really well for me to be working on something. And streaming is actually really hard. Um, I'm not going to make any um, any promises to people that you could just jump on and start streaming. It's um, it's something that I was working probably three or four hours a day every day for months and months and months, and I'm still tweaking uh, and I'm constantly doing things to improve my stream uh, because it's it's not a, a diff it's not an easy thing to do. It's actually quite difficult, um, but it's you know it's really worth it. I I get so much from my community um I love seeing people grow in their own photography careers and their their work is improving I love the friendships that have been um started through the community as well like uh and I also love the fact that it's a space for young female photographers to just experiment and ask questions and not feel like they might get shot down um it's not all females but it is definitely a unique space where there are a lot of young females uh young women um and and i'm really conscious of nurturing that as well and and, and keeping that um a place where you know there's no mistakes and there's no silly questions and just try things and um yeah just a place to experiment and, and not feel like you're being silly or you know, there's no, like I said, there's no stupid questions. Cause I, you know, it's the opposite of how I felt when I started and um, I didn't have any help and I had to navigate the industry by myself. I felt very, very isolated for many years. So um, I kind of want to do the opposite of that for anyone else that's coming through now. And are you still kind of streaming the same kind of time frame, or is it a bit different just cause I guess you're shooting more now? Is it kind of um, a bit more easier to juggle or a bit harder to juggle at the moment? 
Uh, I'm finding the juggling okay. I'm streaming the exact same amount, so I'm still doing three days three days a week. Um, how I've managed to work it out is I actually schedule shoots on the opposite day of stream. So if I stream three days a week, then I've got four days a week that I can book shoots on. Um, usually I try and book maybe two to three. I wouldn't want to be shooting on all of those days, uh, you know, leaving a weekend or something for myself as well. So I think the other thing is that, um, you know, 2020 really made me pause and just reflect on just stopping and, and what, you know, just reevaluating everything. And I was really working myself into the ground and, and there was a relentless need to continue to drive and continue to, you know, work harder and, and get more clients. And um, it was a good opportunity just to sit back. And um, so now I'm just like trying not to overbook myself and you know, give myself space uh, and, you know, really continue to do the work that I'm doing with my community on Twitch um and, and juggle all of those things equally and at the moment it's it's working fine I, it's it's been totally totally manageable oh perfect well that's all right then at least yeah you're able to continue because i wasn't too sure whether you were able to continue it to the same kind of efficiency as you would um when it was you know the only thing you could really do at the moment but um at least going back to kind of the start of your career when did you kind of um find the like idea to start doing photography like where did it kind of come from where you went I would love to do this as a full-time job. Like where did that kind of start? Uh, yeah, I've spoken about this a couple of times on street. Actually, we we're talking about it kind of a bit last night and I, I was getting a bit emotional because it's actually quite a depressing story. But um, uh, it, it came out of uh, a catastrophic business failing shush puppies sorry <laughs> it came out of a catastrophic business fail um in that a, a business that i was um i was part of failed miserably and we like my husband and i personally lost a lot of money and you know at one point i wasn't sure if we were going to lose the house and my marriage, I thought, might be in jeopardy at one point. And it, it was a very, very low point uh, in my life. And um, around the same time, my husband actually bought me a camera for Christmas. So it was, it, it kind of coincided with it within a few months. And when I was kind of trying to pick myself up and, and you know, what the hell am I going to do with my life? And I'd started temping again and doing just admin jobs. And I, I just couldn't fathom starting from the bottom of the corporate ladder again and, and temping. And it was just so depressing to me. Um, but a few friends that were photographers were really encouraging of my early work. And I was just kind of playing around and shooting. Uh, I, I would do shoots with models because I used to model um, like as a freelancer and I knew how the TFP world worked. I knew how to set up shoots and, um, you know, organize a model and a makeup artist and a stylist and just go out and shoot for fun. I knew how to do that. So I would just go and do that. And a lot of my friends that were photographers were like really encouraging and they, they just were like, well, Michelle, I think there could be something here. And so I remember having a conversation with my husband after coming back from a temp job that was like a disaster and he just said to me like I think you should just throw yourself into photography I think why don't you just give it a real crack 
And so that's what I did. I just, I just threw myself into it. I think almost like out of utter desperation, like I just had to make it work. Um, and, and it, I guess I was really lucky that it just, it did click really quickly. Um, something was resonating with people. I set up a Facebook page back like 10 years ago when Facebook pages were actually worth having and people like my friends were hiring me for stuff. They were hiring me for their weddings. They were hiring me for just odd photography jobs that they needed. And, you know, I didn't earn a lot of money that first year, but I was out there, shooting all of the time like just every single day I was just shooting and then you know within that first year I started shooting in with uh within the music industry specifically in the hip-hop industry uh the hip-hop scene in Melbourne and I just immersed myself in the culture of Australian hip-hop and just became the annoying person that was just everywhere at every gig um I just became part of the furniture really. So it, it, it really clicked. Thankfully within about six months, I went professional. Uh, I went full time was like, I'm just doing this all in. Let's go. This has to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's interesting that, yeah, you just jumped in and went and did it and kept it as like, all right, I'm just going to make this work. If it doesn't work, like who cares? I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, yeah, and you kind of, yeah, you said you're in with the, um, I guess, like the Melbourne hip hop scene. Um, what kind of transitioned you to go from kind of hip hop into like stuff with like rule? Um, where did that kind of transition become? Was it mostly like you were kind of like, okay, I've, I've had enough of Melbourne hip hop for a minute. I want to try something new. No, it's actually all very interconnected. So um, the person that produced, so, so, so let me take a step back. Uh, in 2014, I self-published a book called Rise, which was a portrait book on Australian hip-hop. Uh, the person that produced that book and the person that designed that book and one of the people that are in that book are all part of Rule's team. Um, so the, the team that works with Rule have been working together for uh, close to 10 years, uh, even before Rule came along. So, um, so yeah, the, co- the co-producer of the book, Nate, is Rule's manager, the designer of the book is Rules Creative Director Grey Ghost and uh, Rules Videographer was a rapper at the time and he's actually in the book. So the creative team that work really closely together, have we've known each other for a very long time and we were actually working on a project together when we met Rules' dad um, and it's a, it's a kind of weird story but that was how Rule was discovered um, and it, yeah, I guess when he came onto the scene and we started developing him as an artist uh we we were already a ready-made creative team we'd already been working together and it uh was a really natural transition to um a lot of our time working on um developing rules image and um i guess from nate's perspective as well you know his sound and his songwriting and all the stuff that goes behind the scenes on developing an artist but from my perspective you know i've been working with rules since he was 13 and you know have done pretty much every photo shoot, um, every tour, every single, every album cover, uh, except for one, I think, (laughs) Um, since the very start. So it's, it's very interrelated and it's very much why I'm super passionate about talking about um, 
your relationships within the industry because you never know where those relationships are actually going to take you Absolutely. Um, and to fo- yeah to foster those and and really cherish them and really look after them because um you know you just never know and, and I certainly didn't think that um you know when I was immer- so immersed in Australian hip-hop and 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 documenting the scene that you know, five years down the track, I would be touring the world with a, you know, teenage kid. And (laughs) it was a very, it was a very, um, I guess, different world. But in terms of like, the fulfillment that I get from working with Rule and that whole team, um, it's, it's the best thing that I've ever worked on. And I absolutely love it with all of my heart. (laughs) No, yeah, absolutely. And like a lot of your work is just yeah, outstanding. It just comes out so perfect well and it suits his kind of styling and the way his music is. Cause I'd never heard of him until I started like following the streams of it and I've gone, she does notice this guy rule a lot. I may as well like check him out. And I was like, oh, shit, actually, he's actually pretty good. And then I was like, saw all these photos from like Laneway and all these other stuff. And I was like, oh, you must be like, you know, 30 year old or something like that. And I was like, oh no, he's actually pretty young. He's younger than me. That's really strange. Like it just, it kind of, you know. Oh yeah. Six. I was like, wow. I was like, like I said, he, he, yeah, he just turned 18. So like I said, we've been working with him since he was 13. So, uh, and that's been really lovely as well. Like when you, when you talk about my image, images kind of match well, like, I mean, I feel like that's, just come through the relationship the the creative team that we have us all working together um about what rule wants what we want everything to look like and um you know the fact that there's consistency across all of the stuff as well so inclusive you know including the touring stuff behind the scenes all of the the press shots which is really unusual like it's a very unusual job that like one photographer would be responsible for all of that. So I, I feel very fortunate that I'm able to do all of that work. And, um, you know, it's, it's such a pleasure to work with everybody on the team. Oh yeah. And absolutely. It's just, yeah, it's from looking at a lot of the work that you did for him and just seeing through some of your streams where you'd show off some of the work that you'd done as well. Um, it definitely just suits everything. And it's kind of interesting to see that, you know, you've got this whole creative team and you kind of think, you know, from the outside and you think, Oh, maybe there's too many cooks in the kitchen or something like that, where there may be too many opinions for what his image should look like, but it kind of just all flows together quite well. And, you know, no one's kind of really, um, taking over one side or the other, like you're not getting told by, you know, someone else on the other side of the creative team that, you know, you should do this, where it's like, no, you, from working with him so long, you now know exactly what will suit him, what angles he likes, what kind of styling is needed for that kind of shoot. Yeah, I mean, that, a lot of that is actually Jeremy and um, at Grey Ghost, his creative director. We work really closely on all of um, anything to do with the imagery, but um, from a conceptual point of view, that is, that's all Jeremy. And, um, but you are right in terms of everybody. It is literally like a family, like everybody in the team, we, we know each other so well and we genuinely love each other. And, um, you know, we're constantly talking every single day, like just from a friendship perspective, like we're in group chats with each other and like we genuinely hang out with each other. We're best of friends as well as working together, which is a really unique uh, relationship but in terms of um, then that translating to working with rule like we do we just work so well together and 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 can communicate really well with rule and rule can communicate with us as well um, 
So it just, it's, yeah, it, it works really well. So, and I hope that continues for as long as possible. You know, I don't, I'd never take that stuff for granted and, and feel very fortunate to be in that position at the moment. Yeah, exactly right. And as you said before, like the networking is so important. Like I didn't think it was important when I started um, just shooting local gigs. I was just shooting and shooting and shooting. And then it only until maybe, I guess, maybe six months, all of a sudden, uh, the people I'd been shooting of, you know, I didn't work for them, but all of a sudden they started coming up to me and being like, hey, you know, we want you for a shoot, come help us out or come do a video, come do this. And I was like, oh, cool, mm. I'll just go do that. And then that would lead into someone else asking me for something else. And it was definitely, um, yeah, I didn't realize how important networking was until, until you know, maybe a year or so into my like photography kind of career. Like I didn't notice at all. I was like, oh yeah, I'll just shoot and whatever. And then obviously people started adding you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever then start noticing you more and all of a sudden they start asking you because they're like, Hey, look, this person shot this band the other day. They'll, they'll probably shoot our band. They'll be fine. And yeah, it's definitely um, a very important thing to have when you're starting out or at least um, when you're building up your clientele. Yeah. I, I mean, I say to people that it's the most important thing. I actually think it's more important than the photography and I'll like stand by that um, because I feel like uh, most people these days come in at a pretty high level, especially, um, music photographers it's so competitive and the stuff that I see coming through is like outstanding so but I think what is missing with a lot of people is actually understanding that the relationships are really important um and you know just shooting for publications for a long time is probably not going to advance your career so really immersing yourself within the music culture and the landscape and knowing all of the people it's and it's PR people it's artists it's managers it's all of those people it's um and I don't like to use the word networking because it feels really transactional um, and I don't think it is transactional. I think it, it's actually about fostering genuine friendships and relationships and also just being a really lovely person to be around because uh, people like working with nice people. So that's that's my other tip. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's definitely a tip that everyone should at least keep note in the back of their head whenever they're shooting or whether, in the, or the, whether they're going to start shooting. Um at least going from that, um, you did have a pretty cool project called Her Sound, Her Story. Um, I've only known a little bit about it. I've only heard you speak about it very briefly. Um, what was kind of the, I guess, the beginnings of that kind of project? Where did that kind of start for yourself? Was it pretty much your kind of idea or was it kind of a group of you that kind of went, hey, let's do this kind of big, huge project that included you know, live mm. events and everything? Like, What was the kind of, I guess, beginnings of it? Yeah, it was actually my idea. Um, it it came off the back of my first project, which was the book that I mentioned before, the Australian hip hop um, portrait series that I did. Um, it actually was just a really innocent, like looking at my portfolio and going, wow, like I just like shot all of these dudes and like, what's that about? <laughs> and then started, and then like really going into, wait, why? why are all of the people that are making hip hop specifically, why is it, why is it male dominated? And then starting to do some research on the rest of the, the Australian music landscape and actually realizing that it wasn't just Australian hip hop. Um, Australian music in general was dominated by men. And I really, I'd heard a lot of conversations about statistics and I was doing a lot of reading. There was an ABC annual report. There was all of these great, um, great reports that were coming out talking about the gender disparity, but no one was talking about why. 
or what to do to fix it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll do a, a photo series that like shines the light on women and I'll work with all of these amazing women. Um, and, and that's what I started doing. I started doing a couple of shoots uh, and I thought that I would just do, you know, 10 women and I would pitch it to something and it would be this series. But I realised really quickly that a photo series wasn't going to cut it and I wanted to sit down and have a conversation with these women and talk to them about their experiences within the music industry. So that's when I got my project partner, Claudia, uh, on board, who's a brilliant filmmaker. And and we had a really casual conversation just about, let's just go and let's just go and do interviews and I'll do the photo shoot. We'll do the interviews together. We'll shoot it. And then, I don't know, we'll make a documentary. Like it was very off the cuff. We didn't know what that meant or how just winging it. you make a documentary. <laughs> We're just winging it. Absolutely. Um, and then that kind of started a four year labor of love that um, was, yeah, definitely the biggest project that I've done to date that uh, included a, a 82 series, 88 portrait series project, uh, a live concert as part of Melbourne Music Week in 2016 um, and a national cinema release of the film Her Sound, Her Story, which was a feature left feature length film um so and and there was two people that did that it was myself and Claudia a two man or two woman team um which was you know I I look back at now and just think I don't I actually don't know how we did that and uh it was definitely one of the most difficult things um both of us have ever had to do but it was it was super well received and, and definitely worth it yeah I didn't even realize it was only two of you I thought you'd at least have like a team of people to um, at least help you edit and help you do all the different types of uh, content for them. I didn't realize no, it was just you two, which is very much like that. that would be that, ideal. Much more grander, <laughs> more grander scale. It would be like, ideal. It'd be ideal if you had a team, but we didn't have any money. So we didn't like, we didn't have any funding. So uh, we had to do everything ourselves. And and when I say everything ourselves, like literally yeah, everything. Yeah, literally ourselves. everything. So when it comes down to Claudia was the director and the editor and she did a lot of the design stuff. Um, you know, the, the, the job that she took on to do, you know, that, um, that project is, is actually, unless you work in film uh, or you work in editing, to, it's very, very hard to explain um, how massive a project that is. Yeah, especially uh, for four years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, we had our careers. We were both working full-time. You know, Claudia is an incredible um, filmmaker and, and does a lot of music videos. And I was, you know, shooting, uh, you know, doing my business as well. So it was like on the side, we're doing this huge project. Um, but, you know, it really was worth it. It had such a big impact. And and I think it, you know, really helped both of our profiles and we were able to speak on a lot of panels after that and then just our findings through speaking to so many women and yeah it was definitely a really worthwhile project no and that's yeah it was very interesting to kind of read up upon it uh, read about it and see what kind of the process was and yeah hearing it from straight from you hearing that it's only two of you that's yeah it makes it much more of a huger thing like I just didn't you know I thought like oh yeah you know it only took you like six months or something like that but no it took you four years and two people that's a good achievement to have at least you know having it be so well received and having it go into you know an actual cinema release which is crazy you don't see that very often at all um with most like kind of I guess like an independent release really um was it more um did you have like a full premiere in Melbourne kind of thing or was it everywhere 
Yeah, we did. We had a, we had a premiere in each state. Uh, we sold out all of our uh, premieres in all of the states, which was really amazing. And and we we kind of we did all this ourselves as well. We we didn't know anything about um, cinema distribution or anything like that. So we were literally just booking cinemas, selling tickets ourselves. Like when I say we did everything ourselves, <laughs> we <laughs> did everything ourselves. Everything. <laughs> literally everything. So. Um, you know, we, yeah, I mean, that's, that's all a learning experience as well. So um, to understand how, how even the industry works and distribution deals and all that sort of stuff. But at that point, we wanted it to be really independent. We wanted to keep it in-house. So we just, we toured it around Australia ourselves. So yeah, wow. That's <laughs> off yeah, we that's went. <laughs> literally everything. And you really, yeah, really hammered that home. Like that's, yeah. And it's amazing achievement to have on, you know, to have on your wall and be like, yep, yeah, we, it, you know, took time, but we, you bloody did it. You smashed it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, going from that, at least, um, what's been kind of, I guess, since you've been in the industry for quite a long time, has there been any kind of standout moments for yourself, like in terms of like shows, tours, shoots you've done where you've kind of sat back and gone like, holy crap, I've just shot this kind of show or had this kind of moment, even if it was like after show or in between shows, was there anything kind of stand out for yourself? There's so many moments. It's actually really hard to pinpoint a couple. I think the moments that mean the most to me are all of the milestones that we've reached with Rule. Um, like when, you know, as the, the shows got bigger and, you know, when he sold out the Forum and then when he sold out Festival Hall and when he sold out um, Horton Pavilion and, and you know, um, he supported Sean Mendes and there's been some really big milestones that have been, just great wins for everybody involved and, and really pinch yourself moments because you've seen it from the very start. And they're the ones that I think mean the most to me, even, even though I've, you know, shot really famous people and, and I've got some incredible stories about working with Lauren Hill and Miguel and Farrah Monch and some re- artists that I actually adore. Um, I would definitely say that the moments with rule are the ones that I, when I sit down and, and think about what impacts me the most, it's, it's because it's just, it's so special and, and we, we, you know, we saw it from the very start, from the very first time he was doing an acoustic set in a little, um, a bar somewhere or the first time he was on like a version with M-Phases or the first time he supported Gallant at the Corner Hotel and um, just to see that progression is, is super special. No, and that's that's so wonderful that you've been able to have those memories, at least and with yourself and the whole crew that you've got with with your all. Um, it's very interesting that you've had such a long career with him and you've got all these amazing kind of moments that you can kind of pinpoint and being like, all right, cool, in this year he did this and this is the one milestone and he, in this year he did this milestone. It's like very yeah, interesting that you've had all those kind to, of moments. It's great to look through. Like sometimes I go through just my filing system to remember what year things were, but um I remember the first time we ever went to Bangkok and um Rule did a show that was like a free show and like nobody really knew what like how many people were going to show up and there was a bit of buzz in Bangkok but like it it was in and this this show was like in this outdoor like shopping center so you know like we didn't know if there was going to be 50 people there we didn't know what was going to happen and when we got there it was like the most crazy thing I've ever seen in my entire life. This, it's hard to visualize, but this outdoor shopping center was just rammed as far as you could see with people. And there was like, 
there was like over like walkways that would go in between buildings and we were surrounded by all of these bridges that were just covered with people and people as far as you can see it I think like 6,000 people showed up to this show wow. and it was just, I just remember we were all just looking at each other and we're just like I was getting really emotional and I was like I can't believe this is happening you know and that was the that was the first time we went to Bangkok so um you know those moments where you just you're able to experience that with a team that you've been working with for so long are, are really special and like I can't even put into words how much that stuff means to me like it's just it's everything you know no absolutely and it's just so kind of crazy that you got to experience that especially for someone who's going there for the first time you think uh, it's going like we're going overseas for the first time not many people yeah. may not know them but going <laughs> to someplace like you'd think someplace ba- like uh, like like Bangkok and it's just like all right cool maybe maybe like 50 people maybe like 50 people will come up and that'll be really cool it'll be very intimate experience but no that's definitely a more like outrageous experience to have and be like outrageous. all right cool you have to play in front of 6,000 people in a cramped um outdoor yeah shopping I think he center. was like I don't even know if he was 15 or maybe he was 15 at the time, just turned 15, perhaps. I don't know. I just, and, and the, I don't know. The thing that always blows me away too is it just, he just takes that stuff in his stride as well. It's just like, oh, that's what I'm doing now. I'm just, I'm playing. This is fine. Stuff. This is normal now. This is, a, this is normal. <laughs> yeah, day this is my life. Me. So <laughs> totally. Yeah. He's just no, born I, to do that. So it's, it's, it's evident when you see it. It's just like, you can't, you can't teach that, you know, it's, that's just him. He, it's just innately in him to be a performer. So it's really beautiful to watch. Oh, and that's, yeah, that's so wonderful to have that kind of, I guess that moment in your ingrained in your mind that, you know, not many people are going to experience that, especially as like, I guess, like a solo artist going to a foreign country, you'd kind of say mm-hmm. maybe if it was like going to like Europe or even like America, you might see it a bit more normal, but going to someplace kind of in Asia, you know, where they may have, you know, as you said, you may not have known like who, how many people are going to turn up. You know, there was a little bit of talk about him, but that's, yeah. And a memory to, you know, stand apart from everything else. And um, at least going from that, what was the kind of aspect with the Melbourne Music Week? You did last year um, the exhibition and kind of got into that kind of aspect. Where did that kind of begin of, where did you get kind of the opportunity to, um to have that as like a, a, like be curated by yourself. Like where did that kind of come from? Yeah. So um, Melbourne Music Week knew of myself, I guess, through the work we did with them for her sound, her story. So we did, we did a gig with them in 2016, um, which I believe was the fastest gig to sell out that year, which was, you know, completely um, all female, artist and it was the most insane event um was we were super proud of that so they already knew of of me and my work I guess and and they approached me to say hey we've got this space we want to do some type of photographic exhibition would you be interested in doing something like her sound again um you know we don't have like a huge budget to get stuff printed but like there's there's a space sort of thing and I was just thinking, I was like, well, I really feel like her sound has been done and it's been shown and, and it wasn't like I didn't I didn't want to show that work again because it's been seen and it's now a few years old. Um, and I was really, you know, thinking on the time that we were living in and how much everybody was missing live music. And I just had this idea pop into my head. I was just like, 
I really just want to celebrate how many amazing photographers we have um, in Melbourne. And I, I feel like a lot of the photographers are, you know, um, sometimes just forgotten about and they're kind of like the hidden people of the music industry and the, the last people that people think of. And um, But, you know, they're the people that are capturing and documenting the industry. So I guess it was my way of like trying to celebrate everybody and, and, and celebrate all of the hard work that people have been putting in over the years. So I just pitched an idea to them um, to do something that was like a bunch of screens. And uh, I wanted to, the, the imagery to be really interactive and, and really visually stimulating. So I pitched to them an idea of doing some like animations through each photograph so like the photos would kind of merge into the next one rather than just being like a slideshow of photos it was like really visually stimulating and yeah they really loved that idea and um I was really stoked with how that ended up looking for Melbourne Music Week and it was basically it was like a cube space on the banks of South Bank that people could walk around and and um, have a look at this this visual exhibition and yeah I, like I'm super proud of it we had lots of I think 33 different photographers that submitted to it uh, we tried to get a range of different Australian artists um, up there as well and yeah it's just a really great opportunity uh, to, to celebrate all of the amazing artists that we have. No and that's yeah it was awesome to see because I I went down um, I think it was a couple of weeks after you'd kind of announced it and when it had started I went down with my partner and um yeah, we were blown away by it because it was just like, wow, this cute little thing is just in the middle of South Bank, <laughs> right near. It was right near the um, like pretty much where the restaurants kind of started. So I was like, oh, yeah. this is a perfect yeah. spot. Like, and people were walking straight past it, and um, and it was awesome to see like everyone on there. There was people that I that I've known for years, like um, Emma. Um, I've known her for God probably twenty odd years, or oh, no, probably maybe fifteen oh, wow. odd years because I've known her her brother and. Um, Oh, wow. And I've been to their house, God knows how many times. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, cool. Emma's there. That's really awesome. And she, I think she was just after, just after me or something like that on, on the slideshow, which was kind of cool. And you had like, yeah. yeah. And you had like Tim as well. And it was just like all yeah. these amazing people that I was just like, this is so cool. And seeing all their work animated in a really interesting way, like definitely emphasize like the photos a lot better having it just go from picture one slide picture too yes much more easier to yeah be impressed by it yeah I was so glad that you said that because that was a really I I brainstormed on that for a while with my husband as well and um just before uh, like a couple of weeks before we had um so I do a challenge on twitch every week um like a creative challenge and we had a mixed media challenge uh and someone had submitted for that his name's Min um he lives in uh he lives in America he submitted it and it was like this full on like animation slideshow thing. I don't even know how to explain it. it was so I was so blown away by it. And I was like, wow, maybe I could get Min to do some like transitions in between the photos. And that could be a really cool way of people pe- keeping people's attention. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I just, you know, uh, I hired him to do the job and and he absolutely smashed it. Like he did such a great job. I was so, so impressed. I really gave him like creative license to do whatever he wanted as well and said like, you know, you can use this as a bit of a 
portfolio piece as well and just what you know what how creative do you want to get you got you're working with all of these amazing photographs and he was just stoked he was you know he's super young and he was super keen and it just you know it worked out really well in the end which was awesome yeah definitely an amazing thing and like yeah it definitely made me feel a lot better like having the year that we had I think I stopped shooting in end of February and not having I only had maybe two shoots in 2020 so it wasn't too bad but then um, having that and having my girlfriend come and see it as well because she knows how how much I miss photography and she knows how yeah. much I love it. So having her come along because she was just like, all right, cool, we're going in the city, we're going to have a look at it and we're going to go see your photo and take all these photos. <laughs> and I was like, yep, that, that's fine, that's all good. And like people were walking past, like I was just like taking photos of this thing and people were just walking past and thinking, my photo's there, guys. Like, <laughs> you, should, you should look at this. And Yeah, was, that's me. That's me. Yeah. That's my photo. <laughs> and like my, my parents went up and a few other friends had um, – yeah message me being like hey where is it it's here you know i'll go have a look and then be like hey dude you should be really proud like you, you there's so many awesome Aww. photographers on there i was like oh this is so nice like i didn't you know i didn't expect it but it was just like i felt very honored to be a part of it and and be able to kind of look at it and be like cool this is something that i can just have as a little memory of like yeah cool i had to have my photos you know presented in a really unique way like one it's one thing to get it printed but it's also another thing to have it kind of moving and kind of having it in motion in a way because you just don't see yeah. photos kind of you see photos as a still image and it's a one swipe and it's gone but you know having it at least in a interactive way as you said it was definitely a lot more impressive and a lot more kind of um eye-catching yeah for sure I'm, I, I'm glad that you said that as well so um yeah like I said I'm, I'm super proud of it it was really it was really great just to show everybody off so um you know I'm, I'm really conscious of the talent that we have um in this country so it was a great opportunity to let other people know that you know yeah exactly right exactly right um we're kind of wrapping up the kind of podcast from here on um two kind of last things what's what's your current setup what are you kind of using at the moment is it nikon yeah yeah so i've been fortunate enough in the last year or so um to have fostered a lovely relationship with nikon now actually so um I came on board as a Z creator uh, almost a year ago. Um, so I've been using the mirrorless Z6 system since I think August of 2019. And so I did the entire world tour with Rule using the, the Z6 mirrorless and was waving the flag, telling everybody that would listen that I love this camera so much. I really felt like my work really improved um, during that tour uh, and I reached out to Nikon to say, hey, this is who I am. Um, I'd love to work with you. And, yeah, they got back to me and um, approached me to be a Z creator. And since then, too, they've been really supportive of my stream. Um, they've just sent me out a new Z5, which I'm um, streaming from now, which is amazing. Uh, they've been really supportive. And we actually gave away a Z5 on stream not that long no, ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very exciting for the crew. Um, and, yeah, they've just been so, so, so supportive. I've done a, a number of their Nikon schools now and um, they've featured me a lot on their socials and uh, it's just been such a lovely relationship since it started and I, I love everybody there so much. So I'm a huge, obviously, advocate for, for Nikon, but uh, that's what I'm using. I'm using the Z. Six. I've also got a D4, which uh, I sometimes use in the studio. I, I am favouring the mirrorless system at the moment, um, but I do have the old workhorse of the D4 as well. So, And you're yeah. doing a bit of film work, uh, film like photography as well? 
Yeah, I am doing a bit of film work. I started that a couple of years ago, um, mainly to work with rule. Uh, a lot of, I don't know, a lot of the aesthetic with rule seems to suit doing film photography. Uh, so I bought a Minolta a little while back, uh, just a little, little um, silver number, which is, it's just a beautiful camera. But um, I've just started shooting medium format in the last month um, as well. So I bought a Mamiya RB67 and um, haven't done an official shoot. I've had a little play with it, but uh, there will be a shoot coming up soon where I'll get to have a proper play with it and doing some more medium format stuff. And the last campaign, um, the As Long As You Care campaign, I actually shot a bunch of medium format stuff for Rule, um, actually with my friends Hasselblad and just fell in love with medium format and was like, okay, I need to buy... I need to buy a medium format film camera. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to taking it out and giving it a really good crack. Um, it's, it's definitely a totally different way of shooting and it really slows me down. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what we can create with it. Yeah, absolutely. I've had, a, I think I've got two film cameras and it was definitely a very much a different ballpark to what I was not used to. And um, I definitely agree. It's very much a slow down and breathe kind of moment where you have to mm. pick your shots quite well. Um, going yeah. from that, what are kind of the plans for 2021? Like what have you kind of got planned on your kind of schedule at the moment? Is there anything you can kind of talk about or is it pretty much like all hush hush at the moment? Um, to be honest, like I'm a, I'm a big planner and I would, I would have like my goals always set out and, um, you know, really wanting to achieve more and more every year. That's something that I've been really big on. And this is the first year that I was just like, I actually don't want to do that. I actually want to sit and feel a lot of gratitude for what I have achieved and, um, I was actually at a point of my career just before COVID where I was exactly where I wanted to be. And the stuff that I want now is just to be back to that point. So, you know, back to touring and back to um, all of that, that work that I really adore doing. So it, it, this year has been less about that continually, you know, striving and that competitiveness and that, you know, got to be bigger and better and more just about, just being happy and, and being grateful and fostering really beautiful friendships and relationships. And um, yeah, I think gratitude's the word of, of this year. So um, it's a very boring answer, <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's where I'm at this year. No, I definitely think that's a, that's a good way to kind of end the podcast on because it's absolutely having, you know, you're, you're always able to have goals and plans and everything like that, but at least having that moment where you've gone, no, this is, exactly where I need to be this is where destiny has taken me pretty much like this is the perfect spot for it um but no that's that's a good thing to kind of have that mindset of yeah this is this is where I need to be this is what makes me happy this is what drives me pretty much yeah absolutely I, I you know I feel like if it wasn't for COVID um you know I probably won't, I wouldn't have slowed down and it's it's nice just to take a step um, back and, and just being really grateful for where you are. And um, that's definitely where I am at the moment. So, yeah. 
Huh, excellent. Well, um, I guess we'll just probably end it there. I really appreciate you having oh. the time and having a chat about your whole kind of career. Um, yeah, really appreciate you My taking pleasure. the time out of your day. No worries at all. Thanks for the chat. That's all right. No worries. Um, yeah, hope you have an excellent week and um, I'll talk to you again soon. Cool. Thank you so much. That was awesome.